Chucky is going wild. He's just going like, ah, 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 ah. Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And we are starting off slash Tober. That's right, it's back. That's right, it's back, it's a reboot. Yes, We're right. revamping it. Yes, every, every once in a while in a slasher series, they make a bit of a mistake, right? Sure. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was a little weird, mm -hmm. so they brought back Wes Craven. Right. Um, uh, what else? Halloween 3 was a little weird. They got rid of Michael Myers, so they, they went back. Sometimes you got to go back. Uh, absolutely. And so we are going back to basics after a brief foray into... Cagetober of Last 2021. Year, 2021 October was Cagetober, and it was not yeah. the best idea. It was a failure, a, a flop. <laughs> sure, you might call it a failure and a flop. Yes. Yeah. So we are going back to basics, and we are going to be talking about good old-fashioned horror movies, titles that you know and recognize, yes. but as with all good reboots, there's a twist. What? We are going to be pitting original versus remake. Yeah. Well, I don't know if pitting versus is quite right. Comparing but we'll be and contrasting. And we'll be discussing yes. originals and their later remakes. So That's right. So I don't know um, uh, if any of you are up for this sort of thing, but we've got a schedule here. I'm putting it yeah. up on the screen right now in the video version. We'll post it on, all, on our social media at GTTUPod everywhere. Four weeks in October. Mm -hmm. Week one today, right now on this show, we are looking at the 1988 original Child's Play and the 2019 remake right. of Child's Play. Next week, we'll be doing Friday the 13th. After that is Psycho, and we'll be concluding Slash Tober 2022 with Halloween. Right. That means we're going to be watching the 1978 original and the 2008 I don't know. Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. Maybe seven, 2007. I'm looking at a tuffle cuppies. Uh, <laughs> a couple toughies in here. What are the what are the toughies? Friday the 13th and Halloween. Interesting. Those aren't the two that I would have expected to be tough. Really? What do you what will you think? Uh because people uh seem to really dunk on and and hate mm -hmm. that psycho remake. The I Gus feel it's Van easier Sant. to watch than the other the two that I just mentioned. Friday the Thirteenth. I'm curious. I have not seen the Friday the Thirteenth remake that much. I haven't seen it that much, but I put it on sometime in the last six months, and I watched the beginning of it, and then I was like, I'll keep this on, but I'm like not paying super duper attention to it because yeah. I wasn't really that into it. And um, yeah, I just have the sense that it's gonna be yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rough. Fair enough. I. Uh, it certainly is part of that Platinum Dunes right. reboot era. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nightmare on yep. Elm Street got a horrible reboot. Yep. Um, but these are the four that we're going to yeah. look at this month: Child's Play, Friday the Thirteenth, Psycho, and Halloween. For me, the only toughie is Halloween. Yeah. I'm okay. excited to watch all the rest, basically, because I, I have not seen the rebooted Friday the Thirteenth since my love of the franchise blossomed. Of course. Evidently, I'm a Friday the Thirteenth fan. Mm -hmm. Really enjoy it, but I have not spent much time with that movie. Yeah. But let's let's take it back to basics today right now what we're looking at is the 1988 original child's play mm -hmm. um, written by tom mancini directed by tom holland yep yes spider-man himself himself when he was like negative 10 years old yeah different tom holland um and the 2019 remake which is bizarre yeah i'm i'm excited because the four movies that we've picked the four franchise reboots that we've picked 
I think, show different approaches to rebooting something. Definitely. And I'm kind of excited on the whole for this month to look at a, a variety of ways that you could g- revisit source material mm-hmm. and tell the story again or, yeah. or, or kick things off a slightly different way, yep. different approaches. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to compare and contrast even among all of the different franchises. Yes, I, I like completely agree. Like what they agree. decided to do. Yep. Uh, so so let's talk about Chucky. Yeah. I think that I am, similar to how I'm sort of surprised that I'm a Friday the 13th fan, I think I'm a Chucky fan. You definitely are a Chucky fan. I think I am, yeah. Like, I, I really enjoy Child's Play, but you def- you've watched all of the movies. Yes. Like, it's more of a thing. Yeah. I, I would say that there are really only a couple of entries in the franchise that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um. More often than not, I think that the the franchise actually the the joke growing up, you know, we were born in the eighties. Yeah, we were aware of pop culture more and more in the nineties. Obviously, though, I remember the joke always being, "Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, those are the slashers." Mm-hmm. And then you got this Chucky, who's just sort of a hanger on. Yeah. At at worst, he was like it was like Chucky and the Leprechaun. They try to be like the big guys. Right. But now Leprechaun's even like, nobody talks about Leprechaun. For sure, no. But so the joke was always like, Chucky isn't that good. Mm-hmm. But here's the some of the stats on, on Chucky is there are uh, like seven movies, I want to say, all written by, yeah. all of them scripted by Don Mancini, the original creator of Child's Play to begin with. There's a consistent creative through line mm-hmm. that continues even today right. into Chucky's got a, a TV series. We're actually uh, releasing this show as season two mm-hmm. of Chucky's television show uh, finally premieres. Right, it drops on Peacock. Is that It's on Peacock? Yeah. No? I mean, maybe it's also on sci-fi, but I know it's streaming on Peacock. Interesting. Everything's different these days. Yeah. But so um, uh, Don Manicini has been there from the beginning. At a certain point, very early on. John Carpenter left Halloween, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Wes Craven left Nightmare on Elm Street. Jason Voorhees sort of never really had. Like the guy the, behind the guy. scenes. Exactly. Yeah. But Chucky's always been the same, always played by Brad Dourif. It's, it's, it's always had the same continuity. Yeah. It's one of the only ones. And that's impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And Don Mancini with every movie seems like he has something else that he's sort of interested in pursuing and sometimes it doesn't always work for me right but i at least feel like it is uh being guided by somebody who's awake at the wheel yeah you know yeah who's making decisions that they probably really stand behind and they have their own history with this franchise so it feels a little bit less throwaway even if it's not great yes exactly right and even though it's about a killer doll and it's this absurd you know voodoo serial killer in a doll's body thing now it's been Almost 40 years of this. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean Chucky? Right. Like, it's no longer a gag. It's like, right, That's this is the only thing that's like that. No, he's a biggie. And it's kind of awesome. Yep. Chucky is like up the, up the, if we were doing like one of those ranking episodes. Yeah. He'd be climbing the ranks for me more and more mm-hmm. every year. I can see that. I mean, it seems like the general pop culture zeitgeist is feeling that way as well. I Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, what do you feel? 
So I really didn't watch a lot or like any of Child's Play until a few years ago. I was aware of it. Um, I definitely had that same impression of it being like a lesser slasher. Yeah. And I guess I assumed, honestly, that'd be like annoying. Of course. It just didn't look appealing to me. And then I watched Child's Play for the first time like only a few years ago or something, um, besides seeing bits and pieces of it just over time. And I think I liked it fine. Like, I was like, oh, this isn't what I thought. It's not like, you know, super annoying or super gross. Or, like, just watching it makes me feel sick or whatever. Um, okay, good to know. And I just haven't really paid Chucky all that much mind, yeah. but I've been aware of all this stuff. I knew that Don Mancini was the dude the whole time. I knew about the like rights battle when the remake got greenlit and all very of that weird situation. Yeah, very strange. Um, so I started watching the TV show Chucky when it came out, which is helmed by Don Mancini. So it's in that same kind of continuity. And I think it's great. So I went into re-watching the original for this show with a baseline of being like, oh, I think I actually do kind of like Chucky. And it made me enjoy the movie itself definitely more than the first time I watch it. I think it's yeah. sweet. It's it's great. Yeah, I, I it's really really good. I I have not seen the original in a in a while. Yeah. And I fired it up being like, oh, well, it's 1988. Um, I know Chucky doesn't talk for most of this movie, yeah. and I was like, maybe this is going to be the slow one in retrospect, or right. like this will be the clunky one. Um, no, it's, it's, it's good. It's fantastic. Yeah, it is such a good movie. It's a good movie. It. I don't know if you felt this at all, or if I'm just a big softy these days. Mm-hmm. It made me want to cry. Yeah, you texted it me ma- that. Oh, I texted yeah. you this. Yeah, I, I struggled. Yeah, watching it. It's about a little boy. I, I think beware spoilers. We're going to yes. spoil Child's Play, yes. the original and Child's Play, the reboot. I, I think there's just no getting around it in Slashtober. Yep. Um, but so uh, it's about Andy Barkley, this little kid. It looks like he's like five. Yeah. He's so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and the performer is amazing. Oh, he's great. I. It is like unbelievable how good yep. Alex Vincent yep. is as a child actor. But so, you know... He's basically like his mom has to go out and work all day. They live in Chicago in this high rise. He spends all day by himself mm-hmm. and he's been waiting to get this uh, buddy doll. Yeah. A Chucky doll. Um, but this big box that he's been w- dying to open on his birthday, it's wrapped in child's play, you know, wrapping paper. He's like, that's yeah. definitely one of these dolls. A good guy doll. Definitely is. And then when he finally opens it, it's clothes. Right. Just like every kid's worst nightmare. Yeah. On their boring. birthday. Yeah. And he's like, I really was hoping I would get a, a good guy doll. And he's so sad. It, he doesn't come across as like annoying. Yeah. Or, or whiny. Mm-hmm. He's sad. Yeah, he and is he's sad. he's lonely. And when his mom finally gets this good guy doll that we know has the... <laughs> Yeah. Soul of a serial killer. In right. Him. It's got Charles Lee Ray embedded inside. He's like, he's doing everything the doll tells him to do because they're I supposed know. to be friends. And it's like, it actually plays like the kid is genuinely naive, genuinely yeah. trying to like do the right thing somehow. Yeah. Uh, and then when people are dying, inevitably people think that it's the boy, not the doll. Obviously, right. Even though he says it was, I know who did it. Right. Chucky did it. And then he goes like, nobody believes me. Yeah. And doctors start looking at him out of the corner of their eye. I watched this. Allie and Zoe were not home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was alone. 
in the house. And as I watched the movie, I just wanted yeah. my daughter. Aw, that's very sweet. But it's but it's stupid because I'm watching child's play. No, you know what I mean? but you're but like, watching a child be like a little sad. It is so authentically sad. Right. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I felt I felt it was a little sad, but I it didn't hit me like that. But I'm not a parent, so that could very well be why. Now, there could also still be something wrong with me because <laughs> Child's Play 2019 also made me want to cry. That bummed me out. Okay, there we go. <laughs> at least, at least we're on the same page there. You're Child's usually play... the only like overly sensitive one, but right. I felt very sensitive. Yeah, no that that one is sad because I feel that both the kid is sad and also like the doll like the doll doesn't know sad. what it's doing. Correct. So the doll is sad. Correct. Um, yeah, that was bummed me out like nobody's business. Yeah. And the original does make me a little sad for Andy, but I don't know. Like, the remake yeah. hit me worse. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's it's disturbing yeah <laughs> but we'll get there right um so the the setup to the original child's play 1988 brad duriff is playing the south side strangler right charles lee ray mm-hmm. we open the movie the night that he's finally being caught yeah by detective mike norris played by chris sarandon yep uh and so uh they have the shootout charles lee ray brad duriff realizes that he's gonna die mm-hmm. he's like oh i'm bleeding out he goes. He he, he One says of the like, best voices in the biz. Oh, he's a. I love Brad. He's Dorf. great. He's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Exorcist three. Yep. Whoa. I know. He's very freaky. So he basically realizes he's gonna die, and it and it pisses him off. Yeah. He starts going like, "I'm gonna get you, no matter what." His face is all shaky and yeah, spooky. He goes for it. And he 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 goes. I need a body. <laughs> and so he's like he's in this toy store and he's like uh, up against a rack of these Chucky dolls. So he takes one of them and performs, yes, a voodoo ritual to get his body into the doll. William, what does he say? Ah, day do a dembila. Give me the power, I beg of you. I love that. And, and so his body rolling. is, yeah, like there's like a huge storm. Lightning overhead. strikes, the store explodes. Yeah, so <laughs> it's known as like, you know, the fire at this toy store from now on. Yeah. And where Charles Lee Ray died. But of course he didn't die. He's in the Chucky doll, which Andy's mom is able to buy from, um, not a bootlegger. What would you call they it? They constantly say peddler. Peddler. <laughs> a peddler behind the store. <laughs> So she gets it, you know, for cheap because yeah. it's back there and brings it home to her son who's like, you know, a, um, like an only child. Sad boy. Um, his father has passed and his mom has to work all the time. So he's a little sad boy. And yeah, Chucky <laughs> like starts starts doing stuff unbecoming of a doll. It's true. He mm-hmm. should not be doing these things. No, he kills the babysitter. Maggie, I think, yeah. the mom's best friend, who I, right. I think was like... I'm shocked that this isn't set in New York because she's got like total yeah. like hard ass. I live she in the city huge energy. Huge New York energy. I love. I, when yeah. I was younger, this stuff was boring to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a grown man, I relate to the parents extremely. Yeah, the adults. Yeah, and so I look at the movie and I I see that they're like, no, we can get the doll. There's a guy behind the store right now. You gotta go. You'll get it cheap. I know you can't afford it otherwise. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, and she's haggling with the peddler and she's like, and, and then oh man, Andy's mom can't get off work even though it's his birthday. Yep. And so Maggie's like, I'll watch him. 
you you work whatever i'll take care of them mm-hmm. and it's just like i get the vibe of this world. yeah totally she's doing the best she can right and her friend is stepping into babysit and it's a shame that she did absolutely i know she she really messed up so there's a news story on tv about the fire at the toy store and obviously chucky wants to hear about it and we know his name is chucky because he told the kids so basically Hi, chucky want to play w- like without us seeing it we're getting the vibe that the doll is talking to andy all the time and he's telling people like he's alive and everybody's like andy he's not alive no he's not Well, because like, he's basically like a teddy ruxpin right. of the 80s like a roboticized yep. you know uh, uh mechanical doll yeah and, and andy even goes like Chucky said he wants to watch the nine o'clock news. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> totally. But you know what is obviously happening, even though the movie is being oddly subtle. I know. I mean, I wonder if it wasn't in the marketing or something. I can't I imagine how it couldn't be, because then Don't what know. is this movie about? We all know what's going on here. Right. But the movie. They draw it out. Because they, they we open with Brad Dorf being killed and doing voodoo on a doll. And then they keep showing close-ups of the doll's face. Oh, I wonder what's going on here. But then the movie slows way down so that we can play with the drama of is Andy lying or is Andy uh, out of his mind? But, like, why bother? But the audience, if you remember the opening scene and why wouldn't you, you know the doll's alive. Right. But they never show – almost like Jaws. They never show him talking, really, until the end. And I, I have to say, it's weird because we all know what's going on. Like, just come out and say it. We know what is happening. Right. But I feel like it works. Yeah, I still enjoy watching it. I'm glad that they, they do all that stuff because I, I like these shenanigans. But I don't really understand why. Yeah. Um, weird, however, I'm saying I like it. So mm-hmm. clearly, they've maybe they've just got one up on me. Maybe. Um, but the first thing that Chucky does that's like showing another human that he is real and that I really enjoy, and it's like both silly and a little bit creepy, is that Maggie is telling uh Andy, like, no, you have to go to bed. You're not gonna watch the nine o'clock news I know, child, like random. Right. Um, and so puts Andy to bed and then goes into the kitchen, is just sort of like helping her friend out around the house. She's doing some dishes and stuff. And then she hears the TV click on, and Chucky is sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah. And I enjoy that. First of all, it's obviously a silly image that the doll is like sitting watching TV. But I like that Chucky knows, like, there's no need for me to hide. Like, I can just be out. You're right. Right. Yeah. There's no need for me to, like, turn on the TV and then, but, like, scoot behind the couch and pretend I'm not there and, like, watch it secretly. Like, I can just turn on the TV and watch this like I'm sitting in anybody's home because she's never going to believe that I've animated this doll. So I can hide in plain sight like nobody's business. Yeah. So there's a cockiness to sitting and watching that TV that I enjoy. There totally is. But for some reason, I hadn't thought about it quite that way until you just said it because you're right yeah like usually in a slasher movie especially of that era michael myers is hiding behind the hedge or disappearing when you look away chucky's just like you're not gonna believe it anyway so i can just stand in the middle of the room with the lights on who cares you're never gonna believe your eyes i'm gonna do whatever i want right this is this is so obvious i mean it's the first movie but this is like the start of chucky's like first interesting (laughs) arc across these movies Because uh, in this movie, he's going to... So he kills Maggie, right? And he ends up knocking her out a window. Yep. 
and they see footprints and flower. Yeah, that was on the counter. It's like little teeth. Because basically, like, she's hearing noises and being creeped out. And he sneaks up on her with, like, a little hammer yeah. on the counter. And he kills her just because he's a killer. And she's like, what he likes to do. And bashes her in the head with a hammer. And then she goes flying out the window, which is, like, quite far away. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, she does a real stumble backwards to make that happen. Exactly. And and most of the movie is going to be about Chucky wanting to get out of the doll body again. He was, it was, it was, he had to escape into a different body when he mm-hmm. was being shot by the cops. It was his only choice. It was right there. But he doesn't want to be in a doll body forever. No. So he's trying to figure out how to get out and he's going to learn you can only move your soul into the body of the first person you told your secret to, which right. is what I, the voodoo thing is weird. Yeah. Don Mancini is on the record as being like, I don't like the voodoo thing. Mm-hmm. He wanted this to be the doll enacts Andy's id, right? Oh, okay. If somebody's mean to Andy, the doll will kill them. Yeah. I think the voodoo thing is great because this turns into. I prefer into, it to what he's saying, like the I id agree. thing. It's too personal and too bummery. And this franchise becomes so much a mix of comedy and horror that voodoo actually ends up working in this context. Right. Because it's almost just dumb and it's plot convenience, but it's effective. Right, exactly. And it's voodoo used in the way that it was always used in like the 80s and 90s. Like it's not, you know, accurate or culturally sensitive, but we've just sort of like, this is just what they do. Right. I mean, when he was working on the script and then somebody came in and said that they changed part of the element, I think Don Mancini goes, oh, really? What did you change? How did you make him get his soul into the doll? And they went, voodoo, voodoo, Mm. voodoo, voodoo. I think I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was in Deadline. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's why. That's why. I check the paper of record every day. That's right. And I did back then, too. (laughs) So um, anyway, Chucky wants to get out of the doll body. Yeah. But then in Seed of Chucky, he finally is like, it's five movies in. He's finally about to accomplish it. And he goes, why do I keep trying to get out of the doll body? Forget it. I'm Chucky the killer doll. And he owns it. He did right. now after that movie he does not want out of the doll body. He's it, integrated. Because he can sit in the middle of the room yeah. and nobody believes it anyway. It becomes one of his greatest strengths to right. be this absurd thing. Right. If killing is his MO, he's clearly been able to do it in this doll body. So it makes sense that he finally comes to terms with it. And it's interesting to see him grapple with <laughs> that sort of thing. You know what you know what I mean? Yes, of course. It's a personal quandary. And it's so dopey. Who am I? I know. But it's it's so dopey to say that there is a character arc across child's play. No. But, but the killer does grow and change right. as the movies progress, which is <laughs> I think important. Yes. No, I know. It it is a funny thing, but it's also a cool thing. Yeah. Um I also it's jumping ahead. You know, he he causes all kinds of mayhem, obviously. He's running all over the place, killing people, doing this and that. And the other. Um I really loved the reveal of Chucky like showing the mom that he yeah. is indeed like a killer doll because as will said everybody's thinking that andy is doing all of this stuff and understandably so your mind doesn't go to oh his doll is actually right. doing it you think that andy is pinning it on the doll and then he's got some major mental health stuff going on of course so they end up um bringing andy to a hospital and then they're going to keep him there overnight they're like i think maybe he better stay with us for a couple of days right which was one of the things that like I mean, we've known people who have been mm-hmm. in and out of systems. Yeah. But also, like, as, like, thinking about 
even not consciously thinking about Zoe. Mm-hmm. It's like the idea of somebody saying to you. To leave your kid somewhere. We're going to keep your son. I know. We're going to keep him now is so horrifying. I know. It's horrifying. It, it's like the way that the medical stuff is scary in The Exorcist a little bit, where it's like you see Reagan undergoing treatments and, and you know, she's wearing, she's like in an MRI machine and it's all, it's as scary as yes. the demon stuff, is medical stuff. Mm-hmm. And the idea of Andy being institutionalized or taken away is almost as big a threat as the doll. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's going to rock their life. So. Everything is, it's like the day that she gave her son that doll he really wanted, his life was ruined. Yeah. No matter what. Pretty much. Institutionalized or not, that actor is back. Yep. As of the last couple of movies and the first season of Chucky. Alex Vincent, the same performer from 1988, now as an adult, you know, 30, 40 something years old, mm-hmm. um, is still playing this role. And I don't know. It's This is a fascinating franchise where you can see the trauma yeah. And the burden mount on these people over decades. Right. That's pretty rare. Yeah. In the horror game. It's like that's soap true. operas are the closest, you know? Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, like how Marlena has been on Days of Our Lives for like 50 years or whatever. Said it and possessed twice. Right, <laughs> all right her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, you know Marlena. I know. We covered we covered uh supernatural soap operas on Patreon, of course. Yeah. Hell yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, that was good Patreon. That was good Patreon. We'll absolutely. At least see what's coming Monday. Yeah, we just did bad Patreon. We just did the worst episode we've ever done. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Um, but you know what else is kind of like that right now? Cobra Kai. Okay. Because you're seeing. I, I don't follow it like week to week, but Ryan watches it, so I'll like catch it. I know people love it. I mean, it is good from what I've seen. It's like fun. But yeah, I mean, you saw them obviously way back in the day when they made those movies and now they're back. And like there's you see all the baggage from that. And so Andy being back in the broadest way kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. And it's fun. I love this new trend Mm -hmm. in things of like rebooting things that were long dead. You mean the requel? I do like the requel. I do. And bringing back the original people from them. I am a f- give them something to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I am a fan of it in theory. Yeah. In practice, it doesn't always work out, but it's really exciting to see somebody who was in it from the beginning. It's relatable to see people still struggling with something that happened decades ago. Because yeah. as we get older, we we're learning. You never stop dealing with your past to no. some extent. No, you don't. You don't. Oh, that brings me to a funny point, actually. So I was taking the notes for the movie in Microsoft OneNote, as I usually do. And then at one point, I put my phone down and I picked it back up and I just brain farted. And I opened up um, Google Keep, which I use for just like personal life notes. And I fired some stuff off in there. And then when I was in therapy yesterday, before I went in, I was looking at my Google Keep notes, which are like things I might want to talk about. And it was like, you know, uh, Chucky did it. Kind of. Yeah, it was like feeling bad about myself, blah, blah, blah. Chucky goes from zero to 60 all of a sudden because I opened the wrong note and just pasted it in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's pretty good. I bet your therapist would love to talk about child's play. Who wouldn't? She'd probably be pretty down, I it think. It turns out it's great. Yeah, I know. It's like the 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 best kept secret when it came out is that it's actually really fantastic. Because it was really dumped good. on mm-hmm. and mocked for so long. But it's now, worth a look. It's really good and fun. 
it's not as self-serious as Halloween. No. Um, it actually exists on like Friday the 13th. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Anyway. Um, but so anyway, that the thing I was just talking about, him going nuts with the mom. So yeah. she comes home from having to leave Andy at the hospital, which is heartbreaking. Yeah. And she sees that, you know, Andy had been like, check, it's Chucky. Like, I don't know, check Chucky something. And whatever. she's like, nobody believes you about this Chucky stuff. You know, st- and that's hard to hear too. Totally. No, it is very sad. It's all sad. Yeah. Um, and then she is gonna like she's gonna put Chucky back in the good guy doll box and get rid of him. And she is like, I, I guess, turning the box upside down and getting ready. And the batteries of like you know batteries included fame are in the box. So she's like, what? So the batteries were never in the doll. They forgot to put them in, and yet he's been like doing all the doll stuff Talking anyway. And, Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? So she goes over to be like, does he have batteries in him? Like, could there be some other batteries? And opens up his weird little battery pack pouch, and then his head turns all around like 180 and just starts shouting expletives at her it's he goes hard it's amazing yeah it's so good and so she shrieks and freaks out and it's amazing taken in pieces the batteries not never having been in the doll yeah is a fantastic reveal it's like perfect it's perfect yep and then that chucky does the exorcist head tilt is horror comedy it's a parody yeah of course a doll can turn its head around right it was crazy that reagan did it because that would kill somebody yeah but, but the for doll Chucky, the doll could spin his head around a million times and it wouldn't matter it's just it's humorous yes but then that he just starts going like you stupid like he flies off he the goes handle ham and it almost is like it's just so intense right i forget what it was we watched something recently for the show where there was, um, oh, I think it was it was Unsolved Mysteries okay. on Patreon. A woman is in her bathroom and a crazy guy breaks in. Mm-hmm. And he just is standing there. And when she finally notices oh, him, um, she immediately just starts like punching him and she kicking him. She goes berserker. She goes nuts and starts like throwing him out of the house. And it catches him so off guard yeah. that it works. Yeah. And that's what Chucky felt like here is like he's so small, but just he's also all of a sudden, absolutely. so violent. All of a sudden, he just catches her completely off guard a million different Flailing. ways. Flailing. And by this time, she's kind of like... She would cr- love to believe that her do- her son's not lying. Absolutely. She says like, talk to me. Talk, say something. Like she's desperately Desperate. hoping that she can coax the doll to talk to her the way that Andy says he is, but he doesn't budge right. until the batteries thing. Right. And like Chris Sarandon, the cop somehow, I guess, comes in and gets involved. I don't remember exactly how he gets in the mix. I know, because um, I was surprised by this. Yeah. I That all happens, obviously, in their apartment. Right. And I've seen this movie several times. I know that the movie ends in the apartment. Mm-hmm. She leaves the apartment after she finds the batteries. Okay. I, thank you. I was yeah. I was like, I know that stuff happens with him in the car, but it's how weird. does it even get there? And I just remembered, she, she tries to like, is that when she tries to go back to the peddler? Yes. Because she wants to find out information yes. about how this happened. Right. And like, so the cop is following her, like for her safety, because she's going to a bad area of town. Right. And um, Chucky gets in the car because right. the cop is the cop that killed Charles Lee Ray. Charles right. Lee Ray promised he'd kill him no matter what. Chucky starts stabbing 
him from under the car seat. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, the cop doesn't stop the car. Were the brakes That's exactly what, what I was going to say. Like, the second he regained control of his faculties after being surprised by Chucky, right. he should have stopped the car stopped and the car. gotten out. Like, but, even though Chucky is a bit of a whirling dervish, yes. I still feel this man could have taken him right. um, if he's opening the door to a backseat that Chucky is in. Yeah, exactly. But he simply just keeps driving and just like, hup, hup, like avoiding the knives, stabbing him. And it eventually culminates in him getting into a horrible accident and like flipping the car and stuff. Right. It plays like a zany Roger Rabbit yeah, there's living no, cartoon. There's no reason you wouldn't stop the car. The butcher knife is literally coming out of the car seat and touching his ass. Yes. Like, it's very stupid looking. Yes. It's super goofy. Yes. Um, but so now like Chucky is on the move again yeah. and he goes back to Andy's home. Um, I guess to finish what he started because well, Andy goes there. Andy breaks out. Oh, right, because he needs Andy. Yeah, he needs Andy. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the only person he can transfer his soul into. Right. But uh, Andy's mom and the cop go to the house, and then they have the ultimate fight with Chucky, which is equally awesome. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, Andy's mom traps him in the fireplace. and Chucky is going wild he's just going he's really doing like what will just did just making these like animal noises and like flailing incredibly fast against the fireplace great like he is absolutely out of control one of the other jokes about chucky was always like he's a doll just kick him across the room no he's got super strength and he's crazy yes he's like flailing oh yeah you can't you cannot get a hold of this guy yes talk about disarming somebody like the lady in the unsolved mysteries thing just being like whoa 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 whoa, oh my god what is coming at me it is you like can't even conceive of it so how do you react to it it is shocking how vicious he is but so uh she andy's mom is preoccupied trying to hold the fireplace shut they got the fireplace great cover thing that she needs Andy to jump to a- Andy do something. Yeah. So Andy picks up the matches. Yeah. And Chucky stops seeing like, all right, I might actually be in danger. He tries the only chip he's got to play. He goes, Andy, I thought we were friends to the end. Mm-hmm. And Andy, little boy, strikes the match and goes, this is the end, <laughs> friend. Like a Tarantino line. I know. He says it's so slow and weird. And then throws the match, which instantly ignites Chucky's Chucky's entire body. Exactly. His entire body goes up in like one second. And he's still like... Yeah. And they have to like shoot him a million different ways. His arms are flying off. His legs are flying off. They have to absolutely annihilate the matter that makes up this body. His head flies off, but the body's still going. The detective's partner shows up and is like, what are you guys doing? The kid's nuts, not the doll, right? The doll, you set the doll on fire? He's like, the doll's alive. The yeah. kid wasn't lying. The doll's alive. And the partner's like, you're nuts. <laughs> and then a grate, like a grate in the wall opens and yeah. Chucky's like singed like, up doll body grabs that cop by the throat mm-hmm. and Chucky's melting head on the floor goes, kill him, <laughs> strangle him. He's still yelling at his own body. Yeah. And then they realize you have to shoot him in the heart. Right. Whatever. You just, they figured out the rules as they went. The voodoo rules. You got to yep. shoot him in the heart. So he does. And now other cop goes, all right, I believe you, but who's going to believe me? <laughs> right. The whole problem at the end of all of this, even surviving the doll believe is, this guy? who is ever going to believe that this happened? I know. Ever. And spoiler alert for all the sequels, no one does believe. Right. Andy gets put into a foster home in the right. sequel. So, like, everything is just the day this doll showed up. It changed everything. Their lives were ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Ruined. Yeah, yeah. 
Mine was enhanced. Mine was greatly improved. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. There were things I did not remember. They go to Charles Lee Ray's house where he has ornate murals. Oh, that was awesome. This was bizarre. Yeah. He's got scrawled on the walls like, thank you, uh, almighty... uh, Dumbala. Dumbala. Yeah, Dumbala. For life beyond death. But there are all these like nude drawings of himself. Right. Like he's like Adam and Eve. Yes. All over the place. Bring that back, Don Mancini. What was that about? It whoops complete ass. That's never... I want to see Chucky the doll in those... Yeah. I want to see why Charles Lee Ray was doing all that stuff. Yeah, me too. I'd like to get eyes on that. Come on. Bring it... He brings everything back, Don Mancini. Right, so it's not impossible. He doesn't forget any aspect of this stuff. He can work it right back in, no problemo. It's like me with our emails. That's right. It's the same thing. It's just like that, Kristen. (laughs) You're the Don Mancini of Guide to the Unknown email. Of our email account. That's right. (laughs) I um the big shockeroo is I love Child's Play more than I even thought. I liked it so much more than I thought. I remembered watching it and being like, okay, like I think I was like tolerable, fine. Sure. And then watching it this time, I was like, this is awesome. It's awesome. It's so good. <laughs> it's I, I really like good. I had not seen the the first I really I we're, we'll talk about it as slash Tober continues, but like mm-hmm. Friday the thirteenth one. There are movies that, like, I respect for their significance in the horror genre. Yeah, they just become sort of like it's a given that this is a great movie. This is important, even if I don't moment-to-moment enjoy it. Right. I had a blast with Child's Play 1988. It's been a minute. Me too. hot damn. I know. No complaints. Even knowing where it all goes, because Don Mancini has continued to work on it. Mm -hmm. It holds up. It works. Totally. Well, we're going to see if the remake from 2019 works. Which is a weird story. Yeah, totally. But first, we are going to talk about our friend Debbie. Debbie. Yes. Debbie Draws Funny is a stationary business that's available online and in 700 shops across the U.S. and Canada. It's run by friend of the pod, Deb Tercio. How Deb? Hello, Deb, uh, who runs it top to bottom as a one-woman show. She does everything. Every greeting card, sticker, tote bag, etc. They're all hand-drawn, and they cover a variety of whatever makes you laugh, from dark humor, of true crime, and the paranormal, to funny animals, to the 80s and 90s nostalgia that we all get a kick out of. Mm-hmm. We've got some pretty amazing Ghost Adventures swag from Debbie Draws Funny, too. Yeah, so if that's something that you enjoy, go give it a cruise because Debbie has got it covered. Oh, yeah. Um, Debbie Draws Funny has been featured in Glamour, Pop Sugar, New York Times, The Grey Lady, and perhaps most importantly, Dateline even liked and commented on her Keith Morrison line of greeting cards. It's huge. Huge. Talk about life-changing. I know. <laughs> uh, so Debbie Jaws Funny has just launched a Patreon, everybody. That's patreon.com slash Debbie Draws Funny. D-E-B-B-I-E Draws Funny. There are tiers starting as low as $3 going up to $15 where you will receive a monthly exclusive art print and sticker in the mail. Check out September's exclusive designs. The wonderful ghost and mushroom print and sticker. Yes, absolutely. The coziest of all, like, spooky natural designs. It's the best. So October's design is going to be released very soon, but at least September's design gives you a taste of the kind of thing you can expect over at patreon.com slash Debbie Draws Funny. They're beautiful toadstools, that sort of classic red color that's speckled, and then, like... 
ghosts that look like they're glowing yeah. peeking out from behind the toadstools. And so in the sticker version, that's a little bit more singular, but in the art print version, you can see that it's like within grassy, uh, like misty moors. You can see tree trunks in the background. It's super awesome and such a good bonus for draw for joining a Patreon and supporting an awesome artist. It's beautiful. It's cozy. Yeah. It's spooky. And the best thing about it is that every month you can look forward to being like, what's it going to be this time? Yeah, it's going to be a new awesome thing. Yeah. Um, but if you want to shop DebbieDrawsFunny.com, you can use promo code GTTUPod for 20% off your order. So go to DebbieDrawsFunny.com, use GTTUPod at checkout for 20% off. And remember that for exclu- exclusive bonuses, you can go join the fun at Patreon.com slash DebbieDrawsFunny. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So now let's talk about Guide to the Unknown. We've got a fun announcement to make. Yes, we do. So uh, Kristen and I are going to be doing a bit of an exclusive event. Mm -hmm. And you're all invited. It's not that exclusive then. Well, (laughs) it's exclusive to the day and time at which we do it. How's that? Um, This October 23rd, Mm -hmm. Kristen and I are going to be throwing our very first ever demon drive that's right this is a guide to the unknown patreon pledge drive perhaps you have heard of npr membership drives or pbs membership drives this is our version of that yes. so starting at 1 p.m eastern standard time on sunday october 23rd we're going to be putting on a show for you mm-hmm. showing you some exclusive things that you cannot see anywhere else and explaining to you why you should join our Patreon and enticing you with neat clips and stuff. I don't think we're going to say what exactly just yet, but Mm -hmm. uh, people who are already backing us on Patreon have gotten a a nudge as to one of the things that we might cover on that day. We we posted some equipment we had packed in a bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to unveil what some of that stuff was for on this stream. Kristen and I also recorded a a little something special this past weekend and will be for the next couple of weekends that uh, we're going to unveil on that stream. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of work behind the scenes that you may not be privy to. No, but we're putting into this uh, demon drive, as we're calling it. That's right. But all will be revealed when you join us Sunday, October 23rd, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Save the date. Drop it in your calendar. Come hang out with us. Uh, People who are already demons are going to get so much insane stuff that day. Yeah, you're just going to get all of it already. Exactly. We want everybody else to join us as well. We're going to be playing some games. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to be playing some spooky audio that we've been capturing. Uh, We're going to uh, 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 do a little competition amongst ourselves. And we're going to do the classic Guide to the Unknown live stream uh, event thing where you can disrupt us. Right. Every so often, if you donate like five bucks... We'll see how many marshmallows we can shove into our mouth. Right. <laughs> Just stop what we're doing. Put on makeup. Stop what we're doing. Read from the Dr. Bronner's bottle mm-hmm. dramatically. Uh, stop what we're doing. Play a Patreon clip from a show that most people have never, ever seen before. Yep. Stuff from the vault is coming out. It's yeah. very rare that we should do something like that. Absolutely. Once again, that's the Guide to the Unknown. Demon Drive, a Patreon pledge drive, Sunday, October 23rd, 2022, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time mm-hmm. on YouTube.com slash pod. Yes. Come hang out with us. Chat back with us. We'll have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, hope you'll join us. And it all benefits patreon.com slash pod, which is to say that it benefits us mm-hmm. and keeping this show going, keeping the lights on, making this uh, uh, a part of our lives that we can creatively pour our energies into 
um, uh, so that we can give more back to you ultimately. Right. This past Monday on our Patreon, we released video game. Yes. yes. Oh, uh, Alice Madness Returns. Thank you. I couldn't think of the name. Yeah. We played the video game Alice Madness Returns. It is a gothy horror take on Alice in Wonderland. Uh, we look at the opening. We play a little bit. We look at the ending. Yeah. It's an entire giant video game covered in a single episode. Even if you don't like video games, go check it out because we're talking story. We're showing off weird imagery and stuff and mm -hmm. we're not having a good time doing it. And describing all that imagery. So it yes. works perfectly well as just a podcast, just so you know. And as mentioned slightly earlier, um, we just recorded next Monday's Patreon show. And I'm going to say it's maybe one of the worst things we've ever done. Yeah, Will rained <laughs> down hell upon us. He had the idea, because it's Slashtober, to do something that keeps in theme, yeah. and he wanted to take a look at slasher movie parodies. So far, sounds good. Horrible. They're terrible. It they, was bad. They sucked the energy out of the room, and right. you can watch me flounder and, like, melt. It's pretty horrible. Partway through the show. I'm gonna have to cut it out. I just yeah. sit back, because I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. If anybody's familiar with the show, I think you should leave. There's that one sketch where he's wearing a bunch of rubber and he just starts going like, I don't want to be around anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> he's just like struggling. That's what happened to me on, on Patreon. But you'll see that on Monday. Yeah. Anyway, forget that. Guide to the Unknown's great. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod is great too. Mm -hmm. uh, let's make the Patreon great again though. <laughs> so yeah, us. let's make it greater. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's, let's get back to the show. Let's talk about Child's Play. All right. So had you seen this before? I think you had, right? Not only did I see uh, Child's Play 2019, the remake, I saw it alone <laughs> <laughs> to break up a drive back from Baltimore from my nice. old job. Nice. Um, and I went in, not with my arms folded necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I, it was, it was very, just knocked a bunch of shit off my <laughs> desk. It was very, it was very like publicly known at the time that this movie was sort of, um. Well, it was breaking from yeah. the Don Mancini lineage. So Child's Play 1, the movie that we just discussed, was put out, was distributed by MGM. As a result, MGM, Metro Goldwyn Mayer, it's bizarre to see that lion at the beginning of Child's Play. <laughs> yeah. You think about it with like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> right. It's in front of Chucky too. <laughs> yeah. But so they retained the rights to the original Child's Play concept, the story for Child's Play 1. Mm -hmm. And so it was within their power to greenlight a reboot of the original movie. Nothing yeah. else, but they could do the original. Right. Which is weird to do it's when Don weird. Mancini was still actively making new Chucky movies. They had stopped being referred to as Child's Play. It's Child's right. Play 1, 2, 3. Then it becomes Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky. Chucky Supremacy. Chucky starts Supremacy, to exactly. So MGM starts thinking of themselves around 2018. Well, why don't we do so many reboots are happening? We mm -hmm. could reboot Child's Play. Even though, like, that year or the next year or something like that, Cult of Chucky came out. Right. So horror Twitter starts being like, what are you talking about? Why would you do this? Is this going to be a break from continuity? Mm -hmm. Chucky is the only horror thing around where the continuity has never changed. Right. Why would you do this? And Moolah. they effectively said, you know, we'll give you an executive producer credit, Don Mancini, if you want, but it would only be sort of a, um, a cosmetic. It's like a vanity thing. Exactly. Yeah. 
He turned it down. Mm. Don Mancini has nothing to do with this movie. And so a lot of people viewed this as a slap in the face to Don Mancini. Yeah. And so those uh, loyalists to him essentially were saying, we don't want this. We don't want to see this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, let me just call out real quick. It's directed by Lars Klevberg, written by Tyler Burton Smith. Um, and several other people, I believe, the, yeah, Don Mancini is credited because a lot of it is based on his screenplay. Right. Uh, John Lafia, Tom Holland as well. Everybody who worked on the original Child's Play has to be credited because it's so similar. It's the way it works, yeah. But um, I, even though I'm, a, uh, I don't know what I am. I guess I'm a Chucky fan as we covered. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm a purist of anything necessarily. I enjoy movies. Yeah. I enjoy entertainment and I enjoy horror. Right. Um. Even still, I, there was something that felt a little wrong about going to see it at all. No, I know. It was weird. It's weird. Yeah. Even with being an extremely, I can't even say I was a Chucky fan at the time, like an extremely casual observer of the Chucky universe. Yeah. I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. It sucks. It's, and it's, yet I went to see it. It's a steal. And mm-hmm. as, a, as, as creatives... The idea of somebody else owning your, in modern parlance, owning your IP. Right. And knowing that they could just use it however they want, regardless of your wishes. Yeah, because they own it and they technically can. So why not make money off of it? Of course they technically can, but you also go like, but we all know it's mine, really. But the thing is, not everybody does. Not you know what I mean? Does. It's true. So they're kind of like banking on that. That's very true. Like so, people just see that there's a new Child's Play movie. I saw it. If you're it, not a like horror nerd on Twitter. True. I saw it with all of this running through my head. And when the credits rolled, I thought to myself, no, that was kind of cool. I felt the same way. Yeah. I thought to myself, it was quite good. It's not bad. Yeah. And then on the way home, I saw the Oscar Mayer Wiener truck. Oh, that's huge. Pulled into a Best Western. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. That sounds like a good day. It was a really nice day, bro. (laughs) That was the best day of my life. (laughs) Huh. Um, Now, wait a minute. That was when you saw it in theaters? Yeah. All right. So you remember all these years later, three years later, you remember that so strongly? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Wow. That was the day I saw Child's Play, the reboot, and then I saw a car shaped like a hot dog. On the way home... From the movies, I saw a giant car shaped like a hot dog. I don't Pretty remember. Memorable. I don't remember anything that I saw <laughs> in the last five days. <laughs> Just in general, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. It's in there, but no, I enjoyed this movie. Uh, and then I enjoyed it like I think maybe less on second viewing. Like I still liked it. Same, but um, I think I remember liking it more. But I mean, who cares? You know, what are you gonna do? It was. It was still enjoyable to watch. It's a surprise. Hmm. It's a it's a it's a big old surprise. The, yeah. the premise remains largely like if you if you squint, they're the same. Right. But they that was have, a clever update. I thought it was very clever. They um uh what what fascinates me about the endeavor of rebooting child's play and and it becoming what it is mm-hmm. is like it is like they went back to the it's like it's like a creative exercise. Yeah. Give two people the same idea. Killer doll. Here's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. All right, go. Yeah. yeah, and two people will like create completely different plots around that. Yeah, that is exactly what happens. And it's kind of fascinating to see w- w- where they diverge and where they meet. Right. Um, so at its at its most basic, this story still follows Andy Barkley, who is the un- only child living with his overworked mother. Mm-hmm. That is still the same. Yep. He is older now. 
He's yeah, he's probably like twelve. Yeah, maybe, maybe they say he's thirteen, possibly. He looked young to me, but yeah, yeah he's like Stranger Things kid age. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's lonely. They've just moved into this town in this city, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, she works at a department store, which was true of the original, but now it's almost like. It's strange because it kind of feels like a shopper's world or something. Because it it's like not a Goodwill. It's yeah, it's not like a big box department store that's like super large. And all this, this is stuff. a movie budget issue that we're seeing on screen because she's clearly sure meant to is. work at, you know, giant like department Buy store, Best Buy, or Target. Something. Yeah, because so, yeah. they carry the doll, and the deal with the doll in this movie is is that it's a smart doll. Smart so doll. it is going to speak back to you and learn all these things and appear quite human because it's programmed to do that. It can You're control your to... TV. It can attach to your Wi-Fi. Yep. Its eyes have cameras in them. It's a buddy doll, B-U-D-D-I. Yeah, so it's strange that they're selling it in this store that, you're right, kind of looks like a Goodwill or a shopper's yeah. world. Like, she wears, you know, like a vest with her name tag, yeah. and just, it doesn't seem like the place where you'd buy a doll that seems insanely expensive right and everybody owns products made by this company yep it's all Move over Kaplan. amazon's sayonara bezos mm-hmm. caslin oh yeah caslin caslin the company runs everything security right. cameras run on caslin operating systems yeah there are like there's an uber like caslin system with self-driving cars and you can call one by talking to the buddy doll yep um so she is able to get one that kind of like fell off a truck it was it was returned and it seems like it's in fine condition but we know because of the cold open that there was a dissatisfied worker yes who and i think this is an awesome I, way to like work this too i think this is fascinating so, like, this worker was mistreated, and before he leaves, um, he decides to remove all of the safety protocols from one of the dolls. And, and you, you don't hear a voiceover from him or anything. You just infer that, like, he wants to screw over the company. Because, obviously, right. if this doll has all the profanity filters removed, if it has all the, like violence filters or whatever removed then something bad is going to happen and it's going to reflect badly on Kaslin. he's he's almost just like in in a in a rage and in despair to some extent um tanking a product yeah so he this is an overworked um dude on an assembly yeah, it's in line. like a crowded factory it's foxconn yeah you know where they have nets to catch people who jump get back to work mm-hmm. build the next iphone yeah um, well, he's getting yelled at by his superior who says, you know, you'll be back on the street if you, if you don't stop daydreaming, make the doll. Mm-hmm. So like you said, he removes all the safety feature. the, like there's a the, humorously, like there's a lot of like dark comedy here, I, which I think it makes perfect sense. You can't do killer doll story without it being dark yeah. and funny, I think appropriately. It's silly. So, uh, there's like an anti-violence protocol that right. uh, lifts it. <laughs> You right. Know? So the doll can be violent. It can learn. Mm-hmm. It can pick up language. It can swear. And then he leaps to his death. Yeah. Now, no one knows he did this. Right. And so it just goes onto the truck with all the other dolls. Mm-hmm. And it happens that Andy's mom brings this doll home. And because Andy's a little bit older, at first he's kind of like, oh, it's like a stupid doll. And it's also not even the newest version that's coming out soon. The Buddy 2's coming out yeah. soon, Mom. Everyone's going to hate this thing. Plus, I'm too old. Right. So he's reluctant, but he is a lonely kid. It is still kind of like a weird, neat toy. It's kind of compelling because a lot of us, myself included, are very compelled by tech mm-hmm. that can do stuff. So kind of in spite of himself, he's still sort of like poking around with it. 
and it becomes like a companion for him. He can take it with him to, you know, go outside rather than talking to the kids outside. He's and, nervous about talking to. Mm-hmm. One of the most relatable things, uh, his mom is Aubrey Plaza. Yeah. And she's like, you promised that you would try to fit in with people. Look outside. I see two kids standing under a light post right now. It looks like fun to me. Yeah, right. And it, meanwhile, it looks like a scene from a horror movie. They're in the rain under a light post, whatever. She's like, uh, uh, why don't you go out there and talk to them? Yeah. And he goes, all right, fine, I will. And then they cut to him almost doing that mm-hmm. and then turning right instead of left and going and like sitting outside by himself throwing rocks and stuff. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. social anxiety, kid who just moved. It's hard. What are you supposed to do? Walk up and say, hi, other kid. Hello. Like, like Steve Buscemi on 30 right, Rock. Right. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? And so he retreats into himself and Mm -hmm. he's throwing the rocks. Yeah. But now Buddy is a a thing that is uh, intelligent and curious. Mark Hamill voices him now instead of Mm -hmm. Brad Dourif. Good get. Good get. I agree. And he, uh, you know, he's being like, well, come on, pal. Yeah, because he's like, what do you want to do? And he's a little endearing. No, he's sweet. I mean, that's part of what, when we were saying that this movie is sad. Like, it's not like this doll has the spirit of, of serial killer Charles Lee Ray. It's just like, it's just programmed that way. It's, it's like, like Jessica Rabbit. He's not bad. He's just drawn that way. Very good. Yeah. Thank is that the you. second Roger Rabbit reference in this episode? Is it? What else it was is. there? I said that Chucky pushing that knife under the car seat. Oh, yeah, you're right. Looked like Roger Rabbit. Weird. I um uh Yeah, this whole movie is like kicking a puppy. Yeah, it's um, very sad. He, he doesn't understand. Eventually, no. through having the Chucky doll, Andy does meet other kids. Because mm-hmm. they're like, look what it can do. And like, oh, it's a little different. Yeah. Oh, it's like learning stuff faster and it swears. Like Chucky can complain about his mom's, you know, terrible boyfriend. Right. And he'd be like, he's such an asshole. And, and then Chucky, be like, he's yeah. He's such an asshole. He's like, you can say that? Yeah. Like you're not supposed to be able to say that. And it makes him kind of the cool doll yeah. a little bit. And so he ends up having friends and the friends all come over and they do what we were doing when we were young. They mm-hmm. watch a scary movie. Yeah. They put on Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Yep. And they're laughing as Chop Top is getting, you know, chainsawed I on know, the head. I found this sad. I found this weirdly moving. Like, Chucky, like, goes from, you see, they focus on the doll watching the screen and seeing, like, you know, messed up violence on screen and then looking at them and seeing them smiling and laughing. And you can tell he's making the connection between the two. Violence So you know is, he's going to do bad. Violence makes them happy. Makes me sad. They're laughing at people getting their faces chopped off and people stabbing with knives. Right. So Chucky goes to the kitchen. He pushes his stool over to the kitchen counter because he's little. And he climbs up on the chair. It's making me sad thinking about it. I know. Everything is he's the underdog. And he picks up a knife. Mm -hmm. And he comes into the room. And he gets all their attention. And he's making a stabbing motion with the knife. Yeah. And they all jump up. They're like, what are you doing? And they knock him to the ground. They take the knife. He's like, what are you doing, Chucky? What's wrong with you? And he's like... I thought it would make you happy. He doesn't understand. No, he doesn't understand. And yet, it starts to get real bad. Yeah. Because Chucky's picking up on all this stuff. Andy also complains about his cat. Right. Mickey Rooney. Right. So he ends up, I, you know, he ends up, as you would imagine, he, he kills the cat. The cat scratches Andy. Right. Uh, and so... Chucky is basically like, you hurt my friend, mm-hmm. and takes it out on the cat. At first, he's, like, choking the cat. Yeah. And 
Andy sees it, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't do that. You can't hurt people. Yeah, he like is trying to like teach him basically. Like he doesn't like throw Chucky out right away, right. but it's like you can't do that. But I guess Chucky can override his yes. uh, buddy's protocol. Because he's getting more and more advanced. And so he turns that sort of instinct onto Andy's mom's boyfriend, who does indeed suck. He does suck. And follows the boyfriend home like this hitches is insane. it's insane hitches a ride in his truck and you see that the boyfriend is married which andy's mom didn't know and he is outside taking down christmas lights and chucky takes this as his moment so he pulls him down to the ground and turns on like like a ground tiller or something and um like destroys this man's head basically and his face flies off like his face has been peeled off and chucky also like stabs the hell out of him it looks and then, it looks it looks awesome for awesome. some reason this movie clearly has like a micro budget or something right <laughs> it looked pretty good i didn't think it besides the doll the, store, looks, the doll looks bizarre i mean the i know doll, but i think by design the doll looks horrifying to anybody yeah. the thing is like chucky the the buddy the good guy doll mm-hmm. i had a my buddy doll yeah in Connecticut. This was a real thing in the 80s. Yeah, totally. A doll that was the size of a kid that he could carry around and leave outside in the rain and then it grows mold <laughs> and your parents have to throw it away. Of course. I don't know why I would say that. Can't imagine where that reference would have done come that? from. I had a semi-equivalent that was a big bird that you could oh. put a tape in its back and it would like move its back and sing. I, I mean, move that. its beak and sing. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so uh, uh, Chucky in 1988... He looks like a Cabbage Patch Kid. Right. It looked like things that kids actually did have at the time. Yeah. And then over the course of the movie, his hair falls out and he gets a widow's peak (laughs) as he turns more human. It's insane. But so like the modern day buddy for the the reboot looks horrifying from minute one. Yeah. There is no growth to be made in his visual facial development. No. He's scary. Yeah. Because as opposed to just being a doll, like in the 88 version, there's a little bit more of an uncanny valley thing because his mouth is moving. Like he seems like a less sophisticated prop. Yeah. Than Chucky from 1988 is also what I'm sort of saying. Like, I feel like this movie didn't have Mm -hmm. everything they needed. To really Maybe. make some things work. Yeah, that could be. But so Chucky... The, the, the he starts part of the, killing left and right. He does. But part of the reason why I said that is because it's baffling the way he kills the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. The boyfriend's taking down Christmas lights. Yeah. But also, he Chucky moves the ladder and so he lands on his feet and his, his shins break. Right. And he falls down into a watermelon patch. Yeah, I know. Christmas I, lights and watermelon patch. And then out comes the tiller. And Chucky's stabbing him There's and cuts lot. his face off and puts it on a watermelon. To give to Andy as a gift. Where you're just like, what? Yes. What, what is going on? In I this know. Because he thinks it'll make Andy happy because Andy was ranting about how he wished that the boyfriend would just go away. And so Chucky thinks that this will be a nice thing that Andy will like to see his mom's boyfriend's literal peeled face on a, on a watermelon. watermelon. I don't understand. No, if, it's very if, weird. if they had had, and I suspect this might be a cutscene, I don't know. Maybe the cat brought him a dead mouse. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he thinks he's bringing me a gift. Maybe. That's what people say about cats, right? Is he bringing me a gift? Yeah. He's, this is how he's showing that he cares about me yeah so therefore chucky brings him a dead thing maybe also with the cat chucky finally does kill the cat Mm -hmm. and then uh andy has to cover it up which is heartbreaking yeah um but then weirdly i remember in the theater i was like what is this scene that night Mm -hmm. you know you know chucky's like well what's wrong he hurt you kitty hurt you right so of course i did it that night chucky who's recording everything Mm mm-hmm 
plays back the audio. Oh, right. I know. Just like standing in the corner. Standing in the corner, half in the shadows. He plays back the audio of himself choking a cat to death. It seems like he's just torturing Andy. Yeah. So it's going like... It's horrifying. And then they show the Chucky doll and it's playing audio from its body of Mm -hmm. a cat being killed. Right. And in the theaters, I was like, this is... What it what it, how are you gonna explain the doll's motivation for this? Because everything right. nothing is innocent here. But I had a thought watching it for this show. Mm-hmm. Andy should have said at some point, I wish the cat was still here. Oh yeah, that would make sense. And then now Chucky's like, Oh, well, That's I horrible. can fulfill that. I have audio of the cat. Yeah, right. Not putting the context together that it's the cat's m- murder. Murder. Yeah. But like little things, little things like that would ease, would yeah. smooth some of the road. But by and large, I think it does a pretty good job with yeah. this kind of stuff. No, I think so too. And it it culminate, culminates in a big final fight. Yeah. Um, that is very much like in keeping with all the like the techiness of everything. It's like a consumerism <laughs> yeah. commentary, which is <laughs> right. also very 80s. Yeah, it totally is. Um, where by this point, enough has gone on that Andy is it is is not into the Chucky doll anymore. He knows he has killed multiple people, yeah. all sorts of hijinks have ensued. And um, there is a big release party at his mom's store for the buddy, too. And like Andy and his friends are going there because Chucky has gotten out and they figure he might be attracted to this event or something. And they are indeed correct. And it's so ridiculous. But I also thought it was so fun. It's great. Um, Like, you know, there's like a humongous line, like for the, you know, at the Apple store or something for a new iPhone. And at one point, there is the head of Kaslin on a giant screen being like, you know, you're all going to love the buddy two or something. But Chucky is able to cut in. And so then he is on a giant screen. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what he says. Do you? I, the the just, guy goes, the, he, he cuts it so that the, the head of Kaslin goes like, it's time to play. <laughs> and then, yeah, Chucky does have some sort of a venomous line, but I don't remember. Till like, the death or something. Right, or something yeah. like that. But it, it didn't. Uh, his his big heel turn uh-huh. to where he's like because by the end of this thing he is snarling Fully the evil. way that Charles Lee Ray would yeah I don't really know what's motivating that well I think it's that I, I skipped over it but there's a guy he in kills the build- multiple people that we're not talking about which is fine right exactly but one of them is a guy in the building who found Chucky in the garbage after the kids throw him away yeah. and like re-tinkers with him because he wants to resell oh. him and I think that he does stuff not purposely knowing that it'll make Chucky more evil but whatever he was doing seems to have like ramped up the evil in oh, Chucky okay. Maybe and I he seems to add that. some sort of feature where his finger glows and he can control things with his finger or maybe that was just broken we just never really saw it before in Chucky but so he starts controlling all of the AI and animatronic things inside the grocery store to start attacking the crowd of people so it's like a massacre and a melee of toys against humans which is child's play at its core and it's like it works it totally does but the kids know like andy and his friends know that chucky is behind this so they're like the heroes of the theoretically you kill chucky you you it's like you know old horror rules, right? Of like kill, get the the werewolf who, who bit you. Yeah, and it, it will defeat everybody else yeah, at the yeah. same time. So they're you know going after Chucky, and it winds up that there's a final showdown between Andy and Chucky in the warehouse. In the warehouse where Chucky has somehow gotten the jump on Andy's mom and has strung her up with a noose yeah. and um, like duct tape around her mouth and. 
you know, Andy's fighting for his mom's life. So it's a Andy Chucky fight to the death where Chucky is now completely feral, as you said. Right. And, and um, CG for like the first yeah, time, not yep. a puppet, like CGI yep. little guy running around, which feels, uh, you know. Yeah. Feels a little weird. Yeah. The, the ending is appropriate for a modern movie, mm-hmm. but not very inventive. Right. Necessarily. I really like all the stuff that happens in the store. Like mm-hmm. in, in the original movie, there was a commercial that Andy, cute Andy watches on TV where somebody dressed like a good guy doll with a right. big paper mache good guy doll head. Oh, was yeah. Like, Remember to ask your parents to get you a good guy doll. And I forgot that ever existed. Yep. But then here in the reboot, Remake. Yeah, it didn't occur to me that they were connected, but yeah, totally. Yeah, the guy who runs the the store puts on a big paper mache head just as Chucky stabs him in the jugular. Yep. So when he takes off the head on stage, he's collapsing and stuff. Blood starts shooting out of his neck onto a little girl. So stupid. <laughs> shooting onto <Yeah>. a child. <laughs> it's, like, it's so stupid, but also like, yes, of course. Like Evil Dead yeah. type. Like it's it, like very zany. Yes. It's unrelatable in the greatest comedic sense where it's right. like, this, this is going to ruin this kid's life. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and it, it's funny. Yeah. Rather than you being like Chucky's, you know, psychologically tormenting Andy, right. you're like, this is larger than life, Looney Tunes is insane. Yeah, I'm not sad anymore. Right. At it's the very least. Gonzo. Yeah. And there are so many other buddy dolls. There's a blonde haired one. Oh, yeah, there's, there's like a, a werewolf bear. one. Yeah. And like, I love that it goes that big. Yeah, I do too. And weirdly, and I don't know how coincidental it is, because they're technically in the same franchise, Chucky... Don Mancini Chucky, Charles Lee Ray Chucky, eventually is possessing multiple dolls as well. Mm-hmm. So in both franchises, yeah. Techno Chucky can technologically control his other buddy dolls. Right. And Charles Lee Ray can, through voodoo, control the other dolls. True. It's very weird to see the Venn diagramming yeah. of these concepts. It's very strange. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, so as you would imagine... Andy is finally able to, you know, wrestle his mom down from being hung and stuff and uh, like beats the hell out of Chucky, basically. And also a character who you come to really enjoy. We haven't mentioned, but is wonderful. Yeah, he's he's excellent. And it seems like Chucky has killed him, but he comes back for the kill shot. He goes, this is the end friend. Right. He says that line. Right. Um, uh, That's Mike Norris. That is the Chris Sarandon character. Yeah. But now he lives in the apartment building as well. He visits his mom who lives there. He They just live together. Oh, do they? I thought so, but I maybe I thought he I'm always wrong. comes over for like Thursday dinner. Oh, maybe like you're that. right. But he keeps inviting Andy to come have dinner with him because you can tell this is a, like lonely a lonely kid. kid. He's a good dude. Yeah. This Mike Norris. The other one is too, but I'm saying like this this Mike Norris guy is a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he keeps trying to improve Andy's life. Yeah. And then he starts to suspect him of stuff. And it's right. it's hard. But he go, he's there at the final showdown. He's the one that sort of puts Chucky down. Although we do get a vicious sort of like April <laughs> yeah. Ludgate, uh, Aubrey Plaza, yep. when she's released. She does run over and rip Chucky's head off. Yes. Yeah, they they definitely like wail on Chucky. Yes. Um, I think there's maybe just an innate sense that even in the horror movie world, you must destroy this thing entirely. You have to destroy the You cannot just body. unplug it or something. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the and movie they do so. essentially ends with... A fairly obvious mm-hmm. pseudo cliffhanger because who knows if I don't think I don't think I haven't so. heard any murmurs of them making more of this series. Me neither. But it um, was like fairly well received. The buddy dolls are lined up in a in a the factory, and one of their eyes 
slowly glitches red for a mm. moment, suggesting that the Chucky, the Chucky broke the rules quality lives Continues. on in another one of the dolls. Yeah. And honestly, I don't quite see the necessity of making this story be called Child's Play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's I true. You could have done it otherwise. This but... could just be a different healthy horror franchise. Yeah, but then you don't. It, it's a guarantee if it's Chucky that it already right. has a fan base. So it certainly could just be its own story. But why would they do that from their perspective as far as the studio goes? You're right. But I, it's, it's you know, it's like your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Mm-hmm. You know, we want the immediate right now profit instead of like, well, what if you actually built a franchise? Right. With right. people who knew what they were doing clearly. Like, I don't know how the creatives have interacted with Don Mancini or not. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the creatives in charge of this production, outside of like the suits, as they say, they did their job. And I think they did their homework and, you know, I think they did a good job with it. I do too. Um, It's just weird to me that executives wouldn't want to maybe cultivate another killer doll franchise that could be healthy and live on in sequels and therefore make more money then. Yeah. You know, who's to say? Yeah. I didn't look at the reception, Child's Play grossed $29 million in the United States and 15 in other territories for a worldwide total of $45 million against a production budget of $10 million. Mm-hmm. So they made back more than four times. Yeah. Uh, uh, and the, the critical response was decent. Yeah. In the middle of the road, I would say. Yeah. Uh, uh, whoever is writing on RogerEbert.com, Nick Allen, I guess, gave the film three out of four stars. I, I would say it's like a surprise. It's mm-hmm. a surprise that this reboot could possibly be good. No, it's it's pretty good. I like it. I do too. And what I want will never happen. Mm-hmm. But in 1998, Kristen, America made Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. So you want Matthew Broderick to star in a child's play movie. I'm listening. It's time to come out of retirement, Matt. <laughs> no, in Japan. Yeah. They went, that movie sucks. Right. So they made their next Godzilla movie feature American Godzilla versus real Godzilla. Right. And real Godzilla kills American Godzilla. It's amazing. Don Mancini. Yeah, Pitt, that Chucky versus this Chucky. In continuity, the company who makes the good guy dolls has had a PR nightmare on their hands because of all these rumors of a killer good guy doll. Well, but they want money. Mm-hmm. Because executives are short-sighted. They want their money back. So they're going to make the new good guy, and it's going to be a smart doll. And it's basically this thing. Yeah. And one of them is malfunctioning. I want to see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe Chucky gets an upgrade, and he one of his souls goes into a doll like this. Fabulous. Like, I feel like Don Mancini could humorously dunk on yeah. this doll by working something of it into the framework of his existing for world. sure because he's very into like meta stuff so yes. it would work beautifully i would enjoy seeing that because it turns out i really 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 like child's play yeah and i'm excited for chucky season two i am too i'm really looking forward to it mm-hmm. all right so that is you know those are two endorsements for both the chucky original and the remake fairly take- ringing it feels yeah absolutely so take that for what you will, and maybe check those out. Now, how does the Slash Tober reboot feel to you at the moment? Feels way better. Does this feel Feels better? good. You 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 don't miss Cage Tober? No, you Could know, we I, work I think of it somewhat Tober fondly into this continuity. 
Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps not. <laughs> Perhaps not. Um, I think back on it fondly, but I definitely remember doing it and, it and being, being like, yeah, whatever. And I think that that was also the experience of um, watching the movies. We were like, that sounds fun. Right. But in practice, doing it yes. is not as much fun. We learned a lot. And then that. also recording the podcast for a month was the same way. We learned a lot in October of 2021. We did. We did. And we'll see if we learn anything in October 2022. Who knows? It's Who a knows? breath of fresh as of where I'm sitting right now. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of these slashers. Some yep. of them are silly. Some of them are goofy. But some of them have different approaches to the reboot concept that we just discussed, which I'm, I'm really excited to get into. Absolutely. And I believe the next one on the list has exactly that. Next week, we're going to be talking about Friday the 13th. Weird one. The original versus the reboot and it is not just like a straight shot so you'll have to join us next week to hear about that and if you feel like it go watch those in advance that's right mm -hmm. uh friday the 13th the original 1980 and then friday the 13th the reboot i believe is 2008 or 2009 mm -hmm. go watch them check yep. them out um uh we debated it because i think there might be other purists out there who are like the reboot doesn't reboot the original friday the 13th right. we've discussed it it's a reboot of the concept yeah, I think it'll be interesting to to talk about. I, absolutely. For exactly that reason, that yeah. it is not a direct one-to-one. -one. And then after that, we'll get the biggest one-to-one -one of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes. But so uh, uh, check that out. Next week, yeah. Friday the 13th. After that, Psycho. After that, Halloween. Mm -hmm. Those are uh, on the list. We'll post the schedule on our social media at GTTUPod, which you should be following. I mean, what are you doing with your life? Of course. And as we said before, please go to patreon.com slash GTTUPod, where you can help support the show. And we hope you'll join us for our demon drive on october 23rd at 1 p.m eastern standard time demon drive demon drive can't wait mm -hmm. i'm very excited we've got a lot of stuff already yeah we're we're just so you know we're already off and running oh stuff yeah to share with all of you and i i cannot wait jamie Some of it's, uh paranormal yes I'll just say. Yes. All right, everybody. Thank okay. you so much for hanging out with us. GTTUPod.com for all links to everything. P.O. Box, merch, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can even follow us online. Yep. I am at Chillin' Kristen. I am at The Myth Traveler of TheMythTraveler.com, where my writing is and streams and stuff like that. Go check it out. That's right. We'll see you next week at Camp Crystal Lake, mm -hmm. where Jason Voorhees and Pamela Voorhees stalk the woods. That's right. Until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld go we. Which is in New Jersey. Yes, it is. I get texts from them constantly. So do I. Yeah. <laughs>